Blog Talk Radio. Hi, this is Russ Terry, founder and CEO of Life Coach Radio Networks. Today's sponsor is Audible.com, a leading provider of spoken audio entertainment and information. Listen to audiobooks whenever and wherever you want. Get a free audiobook when you sign up for a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash Coach Radio. That's audibletrial.com slash Life Coach Radio. And now, here's today's show. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to Making Inspired Choices with Coach Linda. I'm your host, Linda Stevens Jones, a certified Christian life coach, and it is a pleasure to have you as part of today's audience. And if you're listening to this on replay later in the week, a special welcome and thanks to you as well. To each of you who gave me feedback on the February 9th broadcast with my guest, Mark and Brenda Moore, I agree 100% with all of your calls, texts, emails, and personal comments. The Moores did a beautiful job of letting their personal journey be seen and heard. And it was very inspiring. So thanks again to Mark and Brenda Moore. For any first-time listeners out there today, a special welcome to you. This broadcast is twice a month, the second and fourth Tuesdays at 12 noon Eastern Standard Time. I host this broadcast to grow a community that welcomes, encourages, and uplifts all of our listeners and callers. I offer perspectives and insights on a topic, and I also interview guests whose personal journeys provide uplift and an opportunity for self-reflection among our listeners. Most importantly, when you listen or call in, just know that you will never be judged or criticized for how you feel. I and my guests meet you where you are. I believe if you listen to this broadcast, you'll get some nuggets to ponder and plant in your spirit and make choices to move your life forward. To everyone out there listening today, remember, I'm very interested in your feedback and inputs on topics for future shows. My contact info is now in the slideshow on the screen during the broadcast. So don't be shy. I look forward to hearing from you. Today's topic is one that we all have some relationship to, and that is forgiveness. It's something we have dealt with or are dealing with, whether we're seeking it, withholding it, withheld it for years, or judging someone else on how they're handling a forgiveness issue. This is such a prevalent topic that we'll have part two of this discussion on the next broadcast. I have a very special guest today, Miss Alicia Mobley, and she's going to talk about her own journey with forgiveness. And we'll also talk about how she's moving forward with her life today. But before Alicia joins us, let's get into this topic of forgiveness a bit. 
I, I wanted to explore this topic because it affects so many of us. I, I dare say it has affected all of us at one time or another. So I want us to look at the cost of holding on to past pain and anger and what's to be gained by forgiving. Nearly everyone, as I said, has been hurt by the actions or words of someone at some time. Perhaps your mother criticized your parenting skills. You may have had a colleague at work to sabotage a major project you were working on. You may have had a spouse who had an affair or a family member or close friend who made up horrible lies to discredit you. When these type things happen, they can leave you wounded and with lasting feelings of anger, bitterness. And let's be honest, even revenge. Remember, we're not here to judge. We're just acknowledging what any of us can experience sometimes. Here's why I want to have this discussion. If you've had experiences, like I've mentioned, and you don't practice forgiveness, you may be the one who pays the greatest price. And by embracing forgiveness, you can experience benefits personally, socially, professionally, spiritually, and even physically. But before we go any further, let's define forgiveness. Because often there's some uncertainty about what forgiveness means. Okay? So what is forgiveness? Here's a simple definition I came across and like to use. Forgiveness is a decision to let go of resentment and thoughts of revenge over past hurts. Let me Forgiveness is a decision to let go of resentment and thoughts of revenge over past hurts. It involves a conscious decision or choice, doesn't it? You consciously decide to let go of the resentment the act caused you. And you consciously decide to let go of the heavy emotional reaction, like revenge, that you have for the one who caused you the hurt. You may be saying, if I forgive the other person, don't the repercussions or effects of what they did still remain in my life? And the answer is, yes, they do. The repercussions of the acts that hurt or offended you might remain. But here's what I think is a better question. If you are still living with the pain that someone has caused you and you have not been forgiving, how about asking, what is in it for me to forgive? If you decide to forgive someone, it can actually lessen the grip the act has on you. So why do you need to lessen the grip the situation has on you? After all, you may be quite comfortable and hunkered down in the bad feelings of the situation and talking about it to anyone 
every chance you get. Well, here's why you need to lessen the grip. Because it is costing you. It is costing you. When you hold on to something terrible that has happened, a wrong, a deep pain caused by somebody else, you can burn up a lot of your precious, valuable time and energy thinking of it over and over, remembering the pain you experienced, wondering how the person could be so hurtful towards you, thinking of ways to get back at the person who hurt you. All of that is somehow trying to move forward, but it's like going around in a circle. So I ask you to consider this question. How much precious time and energy that you will never get back have you spent recalling, rehashing, and reliving what someone has done that hurt you? I'm going to ask you that again. How much precious time and energy that you'll never get back have you spent recalling, rehashing, and reliving what someone has done that hurt or offended you? How much time in hours, days, months, even years? I hope you're catching in this question the emphasis is on precious time and energy that you can never get back. And it's not only costing you time and energy. There are other costs as well. If you allow the wounds and painful past to crowd out any other feelings, you might find yourself obsessed by your own bitterness and sense of injustice. If you're unforgiving, it might cause you to bring anger and bitterness into every relationship and even new experiences. You may become so wrapped up in the past wrong that you can't enjoy present blessings. Ever have that happen? You may become depressed or anxious. And you certainly may be at odds with your own spiritual beliefs. I want you to feel the extent of the damaging cost you are paying that can be alleviated to some degree when you choose to forgive. Are you with me? Okay, now I want to flip our focus to the gains that are waiting for you if you choose to forgive and lessen the grip of the pain of what happened to you. Here's what you stand to gain. You start to have more time and energy. You can enjoy present moments and relationships more. And as I said, physically, you can actually lower your blood pressure experience a stronger immune system, and science tells us these things, and improve your heart health, all by taking steps to forgive. Those are some significant benefits, wouldn't you say? But I know it's hard to forgive the deep wounds we feel. Well, I'm going to talk about um, these topics with my guests shortly. But I do want to offer a few things 
to consider in how to move forward in forgiveness. Number one, you can reflect on what happened and how it has affected your life, health, and well-being. As you see in the slideshow on the screen, a quote that I I encourage you to let it seep into your spirit. To forgive is to set the prisoner free. Realize the prisoner was you. Actively choose to forgive the person who's offended you is number two. Actively choose it. Number three, as you let go of grudges, you move away from being a victim and release the power the offending person or situation or situation has had in your life. Think about that. All of that pain that you continue to hold on to and relive and rehash, that is giving a lot of power to someone else. And number four, and perhaps most helpful and most valuable of all, is to seek and use the ultimate model of forgiveness, a model that is incomparable to what any of us have experienced, a model of someone who is all-loving, all-compassion, and serving those in need who although innocent of any wrongdoing, was persecuted, mocked, beaten, and hung on a cross. Yet the ultimate model to turn to is Jesus Christ. At the end of the crucifixion, before he died on the cross, he uttered, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Hmm. Beginning today, I invite you, no, I challenge you to remember Christ's model and see if you can't find spirit of forgiveness when you have been hurt or wronged. Listeners, again, I know it's not easy to forgive. That's why we're going to explore this topic more than one podcast. You can, in fact, though, be inspired by the Holy Spirit to be forgiving. Like my broadcast title, Making Inspired Choices. (laughs) But for now, I hope you are recognizing that it costs you not to forgive. And you stand to gain so much more of your life when you do. I can't wait to hear what you have to say about this topic. Stay with me. As you know, I reserve some time to take your calls later in the show. Now it's time to introduce and welcome my very, very special guest, Miss Alicia Mobley. Alicia Mobley grew up in a military family and lived all over the U.S. and in Germany. Today, she serves as Supervisor of Secondary Special Education in St. Paul, Minnesota, working in the St. Paul Public Schools Office of Specialized Services. Mobley directs all district high school special education staff 
in developing and implementing programmatic strategies to move students toward academic success. Her focus is on building educational equity through data-driven decision-making, student-centered advocacy, and system-wide collaboration and best practice sharing. Alicia is also a racial equality facilitator for the school district. A former Mrs. St. Paul, Alicia received note of her efforts to promote sustainability and environmental awareness. She has served as the Minneapolis Urban League Board of Directors. In addition, she has earned a bachelor's degree in occupational therapy, a master's of public health from Florida A&M University, and a universal design for learning certificate from Harvard University. All of that, and she is currently a candidate for a doctorate in education administration at the University of Minnesota. Alicia is a leader in the adult praise ministry at her church, and she is committed to being light and salt for her Lord, which she exemplifies through her daily walk. She has two precocious daughters who bring sunshine to her every day. I've known this young woman since she was maybe 11 years old, (laughs) and I not be more honored to have her as my guest. Alicia, welcome to the Making Inspired Choices radio show. Thank you. Thank you, Ms. Gwenda. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me. <laughs> well, as you know, the vision of the broadcast is to grow a community, to give hope and encouragement, to inspire and even challenge listeners to make choices that move their lives forward. I know that your interview will contribute greatly to that vision. So your taking time out of your very busy schedule is is greatly appreciated. So let's get started with your telling us something about yourself that's not included in in your bio. Okay. Well, there's one thing that I'd like to share. I, um, one, thank you again for having me. And, Mm -hmm. um, and if I had to share one thing, I would say that um, I am completely honored. And if if you if you know me, you know that I am well versed in talking a lot. Um, but one thing people don't know about me is that when I first moved here to Minnesota about ten years ago, I was asked to be on a radio program. And I, you would have thought someone asked me to write a check for a million dollars, Miss Linda. <laughs> I was like. I don't know. I don't. I don't think I'm really. I didn't think I was worthy. I didn't know what what I was going to say. And so, um, one thing I want to share is that, um, you know, sometimes God puts you in situations that make that makes you really uncomfortable, and He gives you comfort there, but He keeps mm-hmm. you moving. And so, I'm grateful for the opportunity. Um, and I, as I reflect on just. The last ten years, I um, I'm chuckling um, because obviously he's like, be prepared, right? In season, not in season. So um, that's something I'll share. Amen. Amen. Be prepared in season and out of season. So true. 
Um, with this being February, Alicia, um, I'm asking each of my guests, um, as we celebrate Black History Month, um, what does this observance mean to you? It means so many things to me, Ms. Linda. I'm a firm believer that our history um, is, is never and will never be contained to one month. However, I appreciate the celebration of the lives and the strength and the power and the beauty um, of our people. And I'm so grateful um, that we come together and learn all year long and also take time to celebrate as well. And so this means a lot to me. It means a lot to my family. Um, I challenge myself um, every day um, to just be, um, to continue to strive to be, I, I should say, um, just like my mentors who preceded me and are here now, including you, Ms. Wanda. You're right. It's, it's been a while, 11 years old. I can't believe that because um, I'm old now, so I'm older now. Um, and so it just it's a special celebration of so many things that, unfortunately, we still are yet to see in the media, the mainstream media at least, um, and also just, I'm really big on narratives and stories, and so any opportunity that we have to share um, positive stories is is um, a benefit and a gift. So I'm very grateful. Amen. Amen. Um, for our audience, I want to ask, um, what would you say has been one of the common themes of your life as you look back, um, Alicia? What is what has been a recurring theme? Wow, Miss Linda, there's so many. <laughs> I feel like I could name a lot, <laughs> depending on the season. But I will say mm-hmm. this: um, I will say that one one theme that I've felt in my in my spirit and my heart for a very long time, and recently gave a name to it, I should say, mm-hmm. is um, this notion of keep trucking. Right, and so, and if if that could be um, entered as a theme, it's a notion that the notion of fortitude, like never Mm -hmm. giving up, you know, light on the path as you go along the way. You know, I was never the person who, you know, ran to the finish line first, and I still don't Mm -hmm. believe I'm that person, but I I am that person. I feel like um, God has placed on my heart that spirit of never give up and keep moving no matter what. And so that's definitely been a theme of my life. Um, and another theme is just, um, I would say, the receipt and the ability to um, to be a giver. You know, I've been blessed with many people in my life who have given and poured into me. Um, mm-hmm. And I pray that I'm doing the same thing um, for others as well. And so that's been a constant theme. I feel like there have been so many opportunities that, you, you know, how, like things happen and you're like, yeah, it would be a coincidence coincidence if it happened one time, but the 80th time, you know, okay, Lord, what's going on, right? And so the ability to, to give, right, and then to receive um, in that reciprocal relationship. Beautiful, beautiful. Well, as we we both said, I've known you for many years. You mm-hmm. are a smart woman, and you apply yourself fully. One of the things I would say I've seen over your lifetime is you've applied yourself fully to, to whatever you're engaged in. 
And I imagine in Minnesota for 10 years, um, I would imagine with your resume, you are seen as having it all together by your peers and uh, superiors and subordinates. But I know you've had some uphill climbs in your life and even some battle scars that may not be um, observable. Would you be willing to uh, talk about uh, a time when you faced some personal challenges and how you got through those tough times? Sure. Um, and bring me back in if I if I go off on a tangent, Miss Melinda, please. Um, okay. The um the the one thing that's on my heart right now is to share um, something that I went through personally, and I'm going to share it from my personal, local, and immediate my perspective. Um, and I feel like we all have fires that we go through, um, mm-hmm. and that you know the fire, the intent of the fire is meant to consume. And so, you know, I am grateful um, that that roots, my roots are planted in in God. And so that that fire comes, and I feel like everyone has that fire. It's just um, how deep are you rooted and how can you rebuild from that fire, right? And Mm so one of the – and you mentioned looking as though everything – I have everything together. I I had to just kind of laugh to myself because um, I think that – I think that the fires that come in your life – really humble you. And so you realize that, you know, you are not doing this by yourself, right? <laughs> so that's been my my story. And so my personal fire that I want to talk about today is, um, you know, when a time in my life when I know I didn't have everything together and I was living under a perception where I felt like I had to per- to to have other people perceive it that way for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that particular situation in my life was um, – the um, disillusion of my marriage. And, you know, I was married for almost 10 years. Um, mm-hmm. And I grew up in the church. I, you know, I saw married people. I have, My parents are married. I've had wonderful models. Um, I knew in my heart, and I've, I had seen that marriage can, um, been, can just pursue and that, you know, it, and how it works and the ups and downs, at least in my, you know, limited Mm-hmm. Um, and so for me, when when my marriage, um, when I got to the point where, you know, the trust and the communication breakdown was so great and there were so many things happening that I I went to God and said, now, now this wasn't part of the plan. No, 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 no. So this wasn't part of the plan. Like, you know, I, I and, you know, I think we all maybe do this sometimes. We're like, well, I've done this and I've done this and I've done what you asked me to do. This is not supposed to be part of my plan. And I felt that way, Miss Linda, and um, I felt that way. And um, my hope is to share, you know, not only that that moment, but the forgiveness that came from that moment. And so my marriage, um, you know, I, I did get divorced. And so I think, you know, you talk about stigmas, and I felt like the, um, I felt like the outcast. Um, for a very long time because it's like, you know, I, I in my heart I believed um, that, you know, no matter what I can make it work and then when there were situations and circumstances within my marriage that happened, I felt this deep sense of conflict. Like, wait, mm-hmm. but 
but what about this situation? And, you know, this is not feeling good. And, you know, mm-hmm. I, I don't want to pursue this part, you know. And, mm-hmm. um, and, and I'm a Christian. I'm young, and I feel like I've got it all together. And so that was my fire. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I say it was very intentionally um, because um, through that, Miss Linda, I learned a lot of things about myself. Um, and more importantly, I learned so many more things about God and his love and his power um, and mm-hmm. how um, condemnation um, and fear doesn't come from him um, when you truly trust and believe um, ask for forgiveness and guidance and direction. So, Wow. That is that is a lot. I want to just unpack a little bit of, of what you're yep. saying here. Um, we have talked with the audience today um, about forgiveness in particular, you know, what, um, what it costs you when you're not forgiven. So I think uh, you have you have already mentioned being forgiving, but was there a time when you felt you could not forgive things that had happened? Oh, definitely. Oh, definitely, Miss mm-hmm. Linda. Um, I call that period of my life the middle. I even named it. Now, you know mm-hmm. you go through something when you name it, right? <laughs> it was a period of my life where I called the middle. And I think I was listening to maybe um, um, Joyce Meyer or Joel Osteen and they were talking about the concept of the middle, and I was like, that's exactly how I feel. And the middle mm-hmm. is where you're stripped of everything that's comfortable and mm-hmm. everything is taken away, and you feel vulnerable and you feel uncomfortable, um, and you don't know which way to go, and you have to rely on God. You mm-hmm. have to. Um, and that's, that's, that's what I felt in mm-hmm. that, um, and I call it the middle. And in the middle is where I kind of went through this, um, not kind of, I went through this period where, you know, all of the things that I mentioned, all of the uncertainty that I had, all of the fear that I had about um, my fire and my storm, all of the, all of those things kind of manifested themselves in different ways. And so one of those ways was, um, you know, fear. Another mm-hmm. way was unforgiveness. Another mm-hmm. way was anger, and all yes. of those things rolled into one. And so I got to a point where I was like, I, I don't even want to talk to you guys. I don't mm-hmm. know what to do. I'm, I'm mad. I'm angry. This isn't mm-hmm. part of the plan. I don't know what's going on. I don't, I'm going to just be here. And so there in the middle is where, mm-hmm. and that's, this is why, I, I mean, God is so amazing. He's like, you can push me away, but I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> I'm here. And so this is where um, he started, if I use the analogy, peeling back the layers for me and revealing things little by little, peeling back, revealing things little by little. And there is where he Mm -hmm. gave me a glimpse, almost like you're holding up a mirror to myself. Mm -hmm. So I started Mm -hmm. going, I want you to change this person. I want you to change this situation. I want you to do this. I want you to do that. And I left going, wow, Father, Thank you for giving me some things to to look at in myself and some things to change in myself. And also the reliance on you is imperative. And so I can sit here, right, but he would. He, I felt in my spirit he kept saying, just talk to me. 
just I'm right here. Talk to me. Tell me how you're feeling. Tell me that you're angry. Tell me all of those things. Talk to me. Um, so uh, you said, let me let me jump in right here. You said in this middle part, you you had the fear and unforgiveness and anger, and it sounds like the anger was not only toward maybe your um, your ex and the the, the Delusion of your marriage, but even toward God, that That's things had not gone mm-hmm. as you expected. Is that right? That is correct. That is correct. Yeah. And then, did I understand you're saying he ended up giving you some work on yourself, not the other person? Yeah, and I wasn't expecting that. Is correct. I wasn't expecting that, and that took a lot of conversations. I, I mean. I'm just reflecting on some of them. Um, and I, I remember going, but this wasn't about me, remember? <laughs> and I'm saying, oh, honey, yes, it is. It is about you because your healing, your joy, your peace, all of those things that you're desiring, um, we got to hold up the mirror and you got to talk to me. And so um, – and at one point, he told me, um, I felt to my spirit, you know, I was like, well, Lord, I've made my decision. I'm moving forward with this disillusion and this divorce. Why is it taking so long, right? And, I mean, I was just bold with it, and I'm being completely real because I want people mm-hmm. to know and understand that, you know, I yes. did it. I understand um, yes. when you're there. And um, and I just kind of felt like, it, I mean, it was taking forever, and and I really felt in my spirit he was saying, until you stop, speak death against this person, nothing is going to change. Really? And I wasn't expecting that. And so... Listen, I, let me just... Right, and it wasn't like... It wasn't like... Yeah. What'd you say? I hope our listeners are getting that, that while your anger and feelings are about how you have been treated... The Lord is saying to you, not until you do some things about some things with yourself. That That's is big. <laughs> that is correct. And really, that is where that um, that work really started. And and I'll tell you, Miss Linda, I mean, he moved in many ways. And so I saw, I mean, many things happen. Um, and I'm just sharing the part where it's, it was my personal relationship with God through it all as well. He revealed things. He made things happen. Um, but really it was, okay, so why are you speaking so much death? And when I mean death, I meant like when you're going, sometimes when you're going through something, and you said it in your in your intro, you perseverate mm-hmm. on it, you think about it all the time, and that is mm-hmm. the consumption, right? So mm-hmm. if, you, if you can't visualize in your head being, you know, consumed by fire, the consumption sometimes comes when your your mind is so far on what you are trying to write that you mm-hmm. lose sight of the goal and of God. And mm-hmm. so he was saying to me, I felt, I really felt, and through devotions and through, you know, you go to church and you're like, oh, that one was just for me. Well, I had a whole season of that, right? Every devotion, every time I turn on the TV, I'd be like, "Okay, Lord, I hear you. I hear you. I hear you." And He would be saying that forgiveness is key, love and forgiveness, love and forgiveness. Because Miss Linda, I really felt like my heart. Speaking of the the, the disadvantages of unforgiveness, 
mm-hmm. um, had begun to harden. And when you uh-huh. when your heart hardens, nothing can go in, and nothing can come out. Wow, that's a that's a tweetable moment. That when you harden your heart, nothing can go in, and nothing can go out. That's big, Alicia. So, what do you think? <clears throat> was there any one thing that? you know, was a seminal moment that caused a shift in the way you were looking at things or was it just evolving, evolving with how the Lord was speaking to you? It really came in waves, Ms. Linda. Um, Mm -hmm. And part of the wave was I felt he kept reminding me how strong I am in him and how the strength that that I felt like I didn't have during this time, right? Mm Because I felt I mean, I felt everything um, that was lacking, and so he kept reminding me of strength and strength and strength. And I focused on two two verses <laughs> um, or two uh, passages, um, Philippians 4.13 and then Psalms 91. And I would read them, and I would meditate on them, and I would read them, and I would speak them. And the more I spoke, the more I changed. And so, for example, um, Philippians 4.13, I mean, everyone has heard it, everyone says mm-hmm. it, and so, like, I did some research on it, and, and really, I, I wanted I wanted to share it in a different light. Um, so, um, I'm going to share this. I have strength for all things in Christ who empowers me. And so, it's a different way of looking at it, because you have strength for all things in Christ who empowers me. And I remember just feeling like, I can do this. I can get through this storm. I can get through this fire. And I am going to come out, and I'm not going to be consumed. And I started speaking that, and I started speaking that, and speaking that, and speaking that. Now, I'll be honest with you, there's some days where I was speaking it, and then I'd have those days where I'm like, I can't believe this is happening. And then, you know, I would mm-hmm. just want to go in my room and, and, and sleep for the day. And I would have to fight mm-hmm. and and speak and speak and speak. And then Psalms 91, really, my grandmother used to read that to me, Ms. Linda. Wow. And it's all about using the power that God has given you, right? And he mm-hmm. allows mm-hmm. Um, you to have because of your connection with him. And so mm-hmm. one of the verses I want to lift up today is Psalms 91:13, and it says, You shall tread upon the lion and the adder, the young lion and the serpent shall you trample underfoot. And really the connection between those two verses is the strength that comes. You're not treading on stuff and you're not trampling on anything unless you got the power of God <laughs> through Jesus Christ. <laughs> and so and then also the strength that comes through the strength that you that you have, um, you know, the roots, right? Going back to the root, um, comes mm-hmm. from, from God. And so really speaking strength, that's what changed it for me. So you you shifted your attention and focus from what had happened to you, it sounds like, to what you wanted more of and what you wanted to be the focus of your life, which is the strength and the reliance on Christ. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love that. And listeners, I hope you are getting... You know, as I talked about earlier in terms of sometimes how we relive and rehash 
over and over the pain of uh, some hurt or a wound, the more we focus on that, you know, maybe the more we stay stuck there. But when you can at least begin to find a couple of uh, words in the Bible that really strengthen you and empower you to keep going forward. That's that's very powerful, Alicia. I'm glad you shared that. Um, <clears throat> you know, I like to ask guests about the role that faith has played during their trial or challenge, and I think you are you are sharing that uh, very articulately. Um, can you just say uh, a little more about how faith carried you when? You know, when you maybe doubted how you were going to keep going. Oh, definitely. Um, as I was preparing for today, um, I came across some notes that I had written from a sermon probably a year ago. Mm-hmm. And it had um, faith equals the accelerant. And I love that. And I feel like that's that really captures my story and my journey. Because um, really it was the accelerant to um, pushing me out of um, mm-hmm. that muck and mire mm-hmm. um, and, you know, to the place where I felt strong and I could stand. And if you think about just um, treading on something and, you know, and, and conquering something, you know, that image that comes to mind is like, well, you know, when people, when they conquer something or when they um, – when they win something, they have both their hands up and their foot is up on whatever it is, right? Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. it's kind of like um, without without faith, without that um, that hope in him, knowing that no matter what you have gone through, that he loves you and that you um, are his child um, and that he cares for you and that he is in control of everything and he's overcome the world. Um, that faith birth um so many things that take you to the next level, right? They get you out of that middle and move you to the next level. My Lord. Mm. You know, in an earlier broadcast we had a guest call in talking about how to forgive. I think it was uh in in the December time frame, which is one of the ideas that put this top on my heart. Um, I just appreciate how you are amplifying. It's not an easy road to forgiveness, uh, but I'm I'm really un- want to underscore how you shifted your focus, for the Lord shifted your focus from what had happened to you to Him, and that you could be strong again in Him. And uh, I'm definitely going to make note for myself of faith is the accelerant. I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, how have you felt different? Uh, well, let me ask this. Since you said that was kind of in the middle, mm-hmm. where would you say you are now? Oh, that's a great question. Uh, I feel steady. Mm. That's the word that came to mind, steady, grounded, rooted. Great. Um, 
And and I'll I'll be honest with you that, and please please don't think that I never hit the middle ever again because I've hit the middle several mm-hmm. times since what I've talked about right. Gotcha. Is that when you go back to the middle, you have a different appreciation for the middle and you have a different mm-hmm. response to the middle. In my opinion, mm-hmm. and so. That's where the faith comes in because you go through something and you're like, hey, I got through it. It was only God, right? And I know it was the only God that got me through that storm. I'll be very clear about that. And I thank him every day. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. And so mm-hmm. when the next comes, you're like, hey, I've been here before. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then when the next one came, Miss Linda, I would say, hey, I've been here before. I know what to do. And then when the next one came, I would say, and actually, I got to a point, I'll be honest with you, where I would recognize it before I even got there. You saw the direction you're heading. Yeah. And it, and, and, and I think about the comment that a lot of people said, because I feel like people don't really know what to say in certain situations. You know, there are a couple of times mm-hmm. in their life when people don't know what to really say. And I feel like when you're going through mm-hmm. a divorce, that's one of them. Yeah. Um, and I I heard everything from you know, you're letting the enemy use you to, um, you know, this is what God has for you. He'll give you direction. I heard everything and, mm-hmm. and everything in between. And so um, I had to get to the point where I had to shut out all of the static and the noise and say, okay, Lord, what are we going to do now? Or what, excuse me, what are you going to do? And then let me know what I need to do. Um <laughs> And so when you get there and when you and I think it's a it's an ongoing thing. I don't think anyone ever arrives. Um mm-hmm. and then you see models, right? I have friends who model so many things for me, um, through what forgiveness really looks like and how it looks like in different situations. Because everybody's storm is not a divorce per se. Right. Uh, it could be losing someone you love, it could be going through a really hard time, it could be you know, it it just depends. Um, and that's why he gives us one another too. So, no, I like that. Absolutely true. Absolutely true. Um, Alicia, you have two young girls. Uh, what are their ages? Ten and seven. Ten and seven. Um, what do you want them to take away from the kind of choices you've made? Oh, that's a great question. Um, First, I want them to know that they are um, beautiful and powerful and wonderful and um, that their opinions matter and that their voice counts. I want them to know that. Um, My little one recently gave a speech, and in her speech, she talked about how she loved her hair the way it is and she loves wearing afros. <laughs> and my older daughter, after we had a, a conversation about, um, I think, black history back in, like, November, and I was asking some questions. And let's just say they didn't get them all right. So I kind of made them watch a documentary on Frederick Douglass that day. But <laughs> at the very end, she said, Mom, you know, there's so many people who went through so many things so I could be here. And I want to be one of those folks that does so many things so that more people can be here. And so I want them, I want to empower them um, 
to know that, one, they can do anything, right? If you go back, like really going back to Philippians 4.13, that also wants them to know that their their power and all those things that I, that I just talked about come from God. I want them to be God-fearing women. I want them to be the Proverbs 31 women. And so I wanted to model that for them. And, you know, some days I'm like, oh, Lord, I don't get an A today. I probably got a C for that one. Um, and I'm growing, too. I'll be real, <laughs> especially when it's time to get up to the house in the morning. Um, and so I want to model for them because I just went to a, a, a an organization, uh, an event, and it says, you know, don't, don't, and I know I'm quoting this wrong, so I'm sure someone's going to say something, but basically it just is, don't worry about what comes out of your mouth. Worry about how, what you're doing and what folks are watching. Because mm-hmm. you know, what you do is the most powerful testimony. I can say mm-hmm. anything all day, but my actions, though, are what count. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. That is quite a word that it's not what you say um, that makes you who you are. It's what you do. Right. Yeah. Totally agree with that. Um, There may be someone out there listening today, uh, Alicia, who says, uh, yeah, I've been through something like she's been through. Um, I can't forgive what happened. I just can't. It was too painful. Right. And I and I don't know where to begin to have that kind of relationship with Christ to right. get strength. Um, what would you say to a person like that today? The first thing I'll say is um, you are not alone in that place. Um, mm-hmm. And wherever you are in your relationship with God, or even if you're thinking and asking questions about it, Um, just know that he is there. And I think everyone has their own special relationship with God, and he desires us to just talk. And I'll tell you the story. One day I was so down, I got a chair, and I put it in front of me. I had heard on some, I was listening to some uh, television station, and it was like, well, just talk to God like he's sitting right in front of you. And I went and got a chair, and I sat in front of me. And I, got, and I went into um, my room, and I just sat there and stared at it. And I said, I'm going to share with you all the things um, that are on my heart. And I know, I know some folks are probably like, she did what? But I had to have that physical re- representation of a chair, like, okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I was able to just pour out. So I would say to that person, you know, whatever whatever you're going through and whatever you've been hurt, however you've been hurt, um, whatever's happening in your life, um, when you sit and just, even if you have to put a chair there and just talk to them, just share everything, share mm-hmm. everything. And and I, and I guarantee, I guarantee um, the more you share the, and the more you, you listen, right? Because that's the part I didn't do very well. Listen. (laughs) Um, The more that he will move um, and really and really just to keep trucking and and not to give up in the storm, not to give up in the middle. Amen. Amen. That's a beautiful piece of advice to anyone out there listening who may not know the Lord, may not 
already have a sense where you draw your strength from him, just start where you are. I think that's what Alicia is saying. Start where you are and know that he is there. I hope that someone will just start pouring out their heart to him, Alicia. What a... What a meaningful and inspiring conversation. Um, To our listeners, I hope you have gotten as much out of this conversation as I have. I've been taking notes as we're talking. Um, To our listeners out there, I invite guests on this broadcast who will share openly their challenges, their lessons and choices so that you can be encouraged and uplifted. And Alicia has definitely nailed it. Now we want to hear your thoughts about our topic and our discussion. Uh, Right now, it's time for you to join our conversation with your comments or questions. We'll keep talking while you call in. Please join us at 646-716-716. 9397. If you'd like to make any call, uh, any comment, ask a question, anything you may want to say about my comments earlier about forgiveness, give us a call. 646-716-9397. As we wait for callers, Alicia, um, Given everything that you've been through, I mean, I feel like you've described a metamorphosis in, in many respects. Um, how would you, um, well, tell me first, what are you enjoying most about this season in your life? Uh, one of the things that um, I've really enjoyed is um being able to receive and give again. I mentioned, like, mm-hmm. I felt like my heart had been hardened. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I I got to a point where I didn't trust very much anyone, really. Um, mm-hmm. And I was angry and I was hurt and you name it, I was, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm enjoying this season, in this season, like, the reconnection and the connection back. Like, um like my heart turning turning back to, um, I don't know, and I'm a visual person, so if it was hardened and it was brown, now it's red, right, bright red. And so just the joy of being able to love and the joy of being able, and I, and I think I shared this with you before, um, to be in this onward journey of forgiveness. Like I, I, today I pray for my ex-husband, um, and there are times, there are years where I, I I couldn't even go there, right? Um, and so, like, the release of, this is why I'm enjoying, the release of all of that pain and that hurt mm-hmm. and the transformation. And um, I wish I could tell you I'm like this beautiful butterfly that's flown away, but I'm, you know, I feel <laughs> like, um, <laughs> you know, it's like, you're in this um you're in this season and I and I feel free like a butterfly and I also sometimes feel like a caterpillar again, right? In the middle, right? 
And so, mm-hmm. but just the 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 lessons learned in all of it, and how they yeah. apply to things that are happening to me in the future, right? So, yeah. um, the application of it, right? And so, you get to uh. see, you get to laugh, you get to enjoy. I have so many inside jokes of God. I laugh all the time. Because I'll be praying about something. I mean, even if it's like I'm going to the store and I'm like, Lord, it'd be really great. It'd be real, real, real great, you know, if if um, this would happen. And I walk in and it's right there. And I fall laughing in the middle of the store. And people look at me wow. and they're just like, <laughs> well, I'm enjoying, you know, what was already mine in the first place. I'm enjoying the access to it. Ooh. We have a caller on the line, Alicia. Let's see if we can get uh, a comment or question after that. Okay, wonderful. Okay, caller at 703-853-PREFIX. Press 1 and you're on live with us. Good afternoon. Yes, good afternoon. Yeah, I just first wanted to uh, thank you for your guest and wanted to uh, personally thank uh, Alicia. Um, I've really enjoyed uh, both your testimony and your uh, transparency. I wanted to know, would, would it be okay if I, if, I asked a, uh, if I asked you a question? Absolutely. Yeah, so Alicia, um, you, you had talked about um, the middle of it, um, kind of referred to you know, your life journey. Sometimes you were in the middle of it, and you made a reference to uh, – God putting people in um in um in your life while you were in the middle of it. And so I just right. wanted to know if you could ex- if you could expound on that. Uh what how how significant was the sense of community and people being uh and you being surrounded by people um how 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 significant was that while you were going through your your um that that particular test or trial? Oh, that's a great question. Um so the sense of community was definitely something I feel that um, I needed. And I'll be honest, I it took me a while to even, um, even the folks that, I, that I've that i known and loved for my entire life, you know, I pushed away little by little. And so I felt like I was in this place where they're coming and I didn't feel like I didn't want to be rescued from anyone, right? But I wanted mm-hmm. I wanted my friends and my family, my loved ones. And so um, you know, God knows knows his business, and so he put, you know, I call my fab five, um, five people in my life. And I'll, be, I'll tell you that, you know, it wasn't like, hey, can you call me back? I mean, they had to show up at my house and say, mm-hmm. I'm coming in, and I don't care if you don't want me here, but I'm coming here just to sit with you, or I have a word for you, or we're going to go here. And... Um, and that was so beneficial because even when I was unable to utter the things that were on my heart and on my spirit, you know, they poured into me in a way that I knew it was only him um, that they were being used. And so uh, I think the the it's really dangerous to, to feel isolated and be isolated in the middle. Um and and sometimes you and in my my opinion I went to that as a default and I quickly learned that no matter what somebody's gonna show up to my house. So, um I just appreciated those folks. And you know, godly counsel is so crucial, right? And so he didn't just have anybody show up. I mean he had mm-hmm. some heavy hitters who were like interceding 
And you know, I know they're yeah. just praying for me and putting their hands on me, and they probably slapped a little oil on me. And I'd be like, why are you? Why? Okay, we hugged already. I'm good. Thank you. <laughs> you know? um, but I just am grateful for, for those folks um, as yeah. well. Yeah, yeah, I, I appreciate that feedback. I, I want to. I had, had another question, if, if that's okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, so speak, speaking of that, that Fab Five, I know by nature most people are kind of uh, guarded. They're kind of um, to themselves, um, especially in times of uh, t- uh, trials and tests. And so, based mm-hmm. on how that Fab Five uh, proved to be a, a huge blessing in your life uh, during those particular tough times. Uh, if you could just kind of give like one piece of advice to someone um, who may be like in a season of trials and tests, but at the same time they have intentionally isolated themselves, what 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 um, piece of advice or suggestions would you give them based on your own experience of how those Fab Five ministered and blessed you? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, wow. I could say a couple of things, um, but I'm uh, my heart's leaning towards this one thing. Um, so in that in that isolation, one of the things that I did was I journaled. I just felt really strongly that if I couldn't talk to anybody, I would at least write it down. So then when I got the strength or the courage to talk, I would have it there. Um, and, I'm a, and I love to write, and so that was a tool that was used for me to really heal. If I, you know, when I look back at it, it was a healing tool for me. And so... Um, and so when I would have those folks come in my life and I would, you know, there's days where I'm like, I don't really want to talk about it, but do you mind reading something that I'm going through? They would be there mm-hmm. and they would read and they would not judge me. And so if I could give mm-hmm. any advice for the person who is either in the middle or who is, um, you know, supporting someone in the middle is, you know, you'll have to figure out that way to communicate and it might not always be talking it might show up in a different way. And so, um, and it might not be, it might be like praying for them, you know, but for me it was right, being able to write it all down, read it later, like talk about it, and then email it sometimes. Like, hey, you know, I know I can't talk right now, but can you just read this? And I and one friend would reply back and say, hey, I, it sounds like you're going through a lot. I just want you to know I'm here. And that's all I would need for the time. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Thank you. Great. I, I, I appreciate those insights. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you, callers. No Thank you for joining us. Um, if there are any other callers who would like to ask a question or make a comment, please feel free to join us at 646 716 9397. You know, as we wind up our time today, we will still, you know, take another caller if someone has a comment or question. But um, as we wind up our time, Alicia, what do you feel the Holy Spirit nudging you to do moving forward? So many things. (laughs) Well, first I will say this. Um, As I was just listening to you speak, Something came to mind, and I want to share it, and it, it's about um, something that I felt in my spirit in, the, in this entire process. And um, I know God told me he, and, and he used devotions, and he, used, he uses a lot of different ways. 
but he said, you know, when you when you forgive and you love, it's like putting money, depositing money into the bank, right? And then mm-hmm. you have so much, you have money, you have stuff to withdraw. And so I just wanted to share that. Mm-hmm. And so you talked about the benefits of, of forgiveness is, you know, depositing something in your own account, not anyone else's account, your own account for you so that you have something to withdraw from um, and that you're not depleted. And so um, I, I do feel <clears throat> like the spirit is moving me to talk more about my, um, talk more about not just the circumstance, but about mm-hmm. um, the deliverance and the, the, the power that um, forgiveness has. Um, and I think, like, as a caller mentioned, we, we tend to sometimes go through things and feel like we're the only ones going through it and nobody could ever understand. And so mm-hmm. what I would offer is I have my experience through this has been the opposite. The more I share, the more mm-hmm. connections I have to people. Um, because I'll hear, hey, I went through that or I'm going through that or a friend's going through that or I've been here. And so when we come together on one accord like that, that's power. That is power. So true. So the Holy Spirit is nudging you to talk more about your experience. Right. And write more, too. I've been writing a lot. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Awesome. Uh, I can't I can't let us go without um, just commending you for your commitment to excellence and how you have pursued uh, how you are continuing to pursue the highest levels of education. I just uh, have to you for being a doctoral candidate right now as a single mom and raising two young young daughters. That takes a lot of discipline and. Um, that's just very impressive. Hey, we have another caller who is joining us, uh, Alicia. Okay. Caller at uh, 703-646. Please go ahead, press 1, and you're live with us. Linda? Yes. Hi. Yes, Wonderful there. show. Wonderful show. I really have been enjoying you and Alicia talk about uh, this very, um, I would call it a very touchy uh, and sometimes painful subject, but well, well needed uh, to discuss. So thank you both for, for um, being here today and, and uh, sharing this with your audience. Yeah. Alicia, you said some things that uh, God has really been dealing with me on this year, and number one, it's been transformation. And you also said that it's not what people say, it's what they do. Mm-hmm. And so in talking uh, about uh, both of those topics, I'm hosting a celebration, uh, my girlfriend and I, for our inner circle. And you talked about uh, the people that really um, put their arms around you as you were going through this difficult time. But right. my question my question to you is, when you said it's not what people say, it's what they do, when you're going through a very difficult time, and sometimes as we do go into an isolated state, how do we mm-hmm. coax someone, um, you know, out of that isolation to let them know that we're here for you? It's just not an idle word or idle thought that we're putting out. We really want to wrap our arms around you. So how do you coax someone that wants to be in isolation out of isolation? Mm-hmm. That's a great question. 
That is a great question. Um, I'll share my experience, um, either being being in the Fab Five or receiving that love. And I think, number one, um, I feel like just you can never underestimate the power of prayer, right? And so not just praying for that person, but actually standing on specific words and, and his word and specific scriptures. And so whatever the situation is, like calling those things and saying and committing, and that might be something that they don't even ever have to know. But you know that whatever it is, I have these four verses, and I'm going to pray over my friend every day, and I'm going to call Mm -hmm. these things. And I'm going to pray that all the things that I'm asking to be removed, the hurt and the pain and the bitterness and the anger, like replacing those things. So what are what do you want to replace those things for your friend and your loved one? And being very specific. So that's one thing. And, mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and I'm reading a book also by Tony Evans, and he's talking about helping mm-hmm. uh, your friends to reframe and refocus their right. thoughts. And, and so that's a very good one. And you also said something very pivotal. You said about uh, praying. I call it knee power. Because oh, sometimes we can only <laughs> sometimes we can sometimes we can only reach a person or help change their situation uh, through knee power, and and that's what mm-hmm. I call it is that fervent intercessory prayer. Exactly. So I want to thank you. Mm-hmm. I, I want to thank you for being here today. And I, I rushed in the house. I was listening on my car phone, but I just wanted to really, um, you know, just touch bases with you and Linda to know, let you know that I really enjoyed you. And uh, and Alicia today. So thank you very much, and you all have a great day. Okay, thank you, thank you. so much for calling. Bye bye. Bye. We have another caller on. Code five seven one two three eight. Five seven one two three eight. Press one, and you're on the air. Hello. Hello. Uh, you have a comment or question? Yes, I have a comment. Okay. I, I greatly appreciate it, Alicia, uh, hearing the facts that you've put out here. And what I'm really interested in is that I I uh, listened to the self-mirror uh, pattern that you were talking about and this mirror right. life that you were going through. Uh, what I what I would like to know, my magical question is, what point, uh, how long did it really take you to get to a point where you were able to pray for your uh, ex? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, it took me a long time. I'm going to be completely honest with you. It took me a while. Um, and just to put some parameters on it, I'd say – maybe a, almost up to a year after our divorce. Mm-hmm. So, 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 so therefore, the thought process that I would have is the fact that we are, as Christians, are required to um, ask for forgiveness and pray out for all. Mm-hmm. So, right. I guess, so I guess the uh, message uh, to think about, it doesn't mean that we are going to literally reach that point overnight, but uh, we're much through God, we can we can get there. You're exactly right, and I will and I will tell you that, and, and that's not to say I didn't pray 
you know, for him throughout this this period that I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. But when I really believed it, the stuff I was praying and could pray without feeling um, a certain way or, you know, pray and then get a phone call and then, you know, reverse everything I just prayed or think something different, it took mm-hmm. me a year to just really heal um, mm-hmm. and get to the point where I had some genuine um had that genuine, like, this is what I want for him, and I want him to be this, and I want you to bless him and mm-hmm. increase his territory. Like, that type of prayer, it took me a while. Um, Amen. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks very much again, and we will continue to keep you lifted up in prayer. Yeah. Thank and you my so prayers much, take Yeah. Thank, thank you so much. Bye-bye. We have another caller on the line, Alicia. Caller okay. 703-887, area code. Please go ahead or press one and you're live with us. Hello. Good afternoon. Hi. Hi. Oh, uh, Alicia, this is Miss um, Linda's uh, program manager, Spike. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing well. Hello, Mr. Spike. I'm so <laughs> glad to uh, have have heard you today. I, I, I want to ask one thing um, in terms of the, the fuel for the, excel, the accelerant that you spoke about. And, right, and I, right, I believe right. in my heart that, that uh, a good part of that fuel uh, were your parents. And could you speak a little bit about how they helped you uh, to fuel that accelerant during your, your time? Right. Thank you for mentioning them. They, I mean, my parents wouldn't even go in the Fab Five. They have their own category. Mm-hmm. So forgive me for excluding them. Um, but I can tell you that, um, you know, there were, especially there were time when there were times that, you know, I even distanced myself from them. Um, one thing I know is they never gave up. They never gave up hope on me, in me, and they continued to speak life. And mm-hmm. so um, my parents, we're definitely, I'm telling you, I have children now, so when they hurt, I understand how you hurt. And mm-hmm. so um, I get that now. And, I, and I've kind of been through some strained Achilles and um, falling on on bikes. And so I couldn't even imagine how they could have been feeling during that time. And in, mm-hmm. in spite of everything that they could have or were feeling, they spoke life into the situation. I'll be forever grateful for them, and I thank God for them every day. Um, that is something that I don't think a lot of people may have. Um, it's so easy to to join the bandwagon of, I can't believe that person did this, you know, and I could go to them and feel like I could just be. Or, I mean, I could call them and just cry, Without without them getting on a plane and coming to visit me, you know, because I was worried. Like if if I show that I'm I'm sad or I'm angry, will they think I can't handle this? Mm-hmm. And those are the things you think of when you're going through, and you don't want people to know, or you don't want people to to take on um your burden with you. And so I just appreciate them, and I love them, yeah. and my brothers as well. My brother, I have two brothers, and I I have yeah. to mention them because. We don't talk often, but let me tell you, when I called them, they picked up on the first ring every single time. What you need? What you doing? You all right? You need me to come up there? All right. 
And so um, that helped just um, strengthen a bond that we had, and um, and I'm, I'm, I reflect on that today. Still. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I know your brothers, and and uh, but I just wanted to first just ask about your parents, just knowing the godly people that they are, and knowing how much they love you, and just knowing how well rooted they are in the spirit that uh, oh, yeah. they were there for you. Yes. Right. And Mr. Spike, I my mom tells me stories now of, you know, feeling like she's she was woken up at three o'clock in the morning and just praying. Mm-hmm. And I just been mm-hmm. like, wow. And she'd call me and she'd say, what's wrong? And I just <laughs> cried and, you know, said, okay, Lord, this is a tough day today. And she would just say, Hey, what's, what's mm-hmm. up? And I was like, you always know. And then I start crying again. And um, <laughs> thank God for that bond because that only happened because she was, she was, Definitely interceding for me and both my parents. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Well, well, thank you so much. I I knew I know that they're both great, as I said, great uh, spirit-rooted people and and great intercessors, not only for you but for a lot of other people as well. And and again, thank you so much for being on Coastal on the show today. Thank you, hon. Thank you. Oh yeah. Okay. Goodbye. Goodbye. Alicia, um, uh, and I have tried to keep it together, but I am bursting <laughs> with pride and appreciation right now. Bursting. Um, I cannot thank you enough for being my guest today. Um, what you shared will be helpful to many. And here's how I know it will be helpful to many. People who heard the broadcast today are going to think of people who are going through challenges with forgiveness, I pray, and they are going to share this broadcast. And then those people will also know someone who's going through a really tough time or challenge with forgiveness, and they will share it. So the ripple effect will be lasting and impactful because of your being so open and transparent today. Oh, praise God. I do want to just give you a chance if you have any um any last words that you want to say before we close. Uh yes. Um, you know, I'm one that I love to do um acronyms. And so as I was just preparing and reading and listening and figuring out, like, what, Lord, do you want me to say today? Um, Mm -hmm. A couple things came to mind, and I want to end here. Um, And so I kept thinking, forgiveness in the fire, strength in the storm, forgiveness in the fire, strength in the storm. And with that, um, faith was one word that kept coming up. And, you know, as our accelerant, feet Mm -hmm. is another word that kept coming up you know, thinking about trampling on um, and treading, right? And mm-hmm. um, and that power that comes from God. Forgiveness was number three and how mm-hmm. it releases so many things so that you grow closer and closer with God. And then fortitude was the last one. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, that ne- that keep trucking, that, that never give up mentality and attitude um, and that assurance to know that you know, you know, Lord, you overcame the world, so <laughs> I know you can help me out here, right? <laughs> um, and the and the patience 
and that peace in the waiting um, for for all the things that you're believing for to manifest. And I just and I just want to I just want to to end there. And I just and I just want to say thank you again for having me today. I never I mean obviously God knows His business because um, the the whole reason that we're this even is happening is only Him, right? And so. Um, I thank you so much, and I and I just praise praise His name, and I thank Him, and I think I thank all of the folks. Um, there's some folks that that touched me in a special way during this period, throughout this period, that I never said thank you to, um, or they had no idea I was going through all these things. And I just and I thank God for them. Um, and my prayer is that you know there'll be opportunities to share, um, and most importantly, you know um, that something that we talked about today will um, speak to someone who's hurting right now and who's going through this and they will be delivered and healed and um, the middle will be in the rear view mirror and they will um, come out and like you said, be the butterfly, I guess. (laughs) Amen. Amen. Well, thank you. Um, thank you. Listeners, I know you can see why I invited this guest today as we had a discussion on forgiveness. And I pray that as a result of everything that has been shared today, um, that you are more willing to make inspired choices to be forgiving in your own lives. Thank you, listeners, for tuning in today. If you or someone you know has a powerful story to share, please email me. Uh, The contact information is in the slideshow, Linda on lcrn at gmail.com. If you have uh, interest in coaching or if you want to schedule a free discovery session with me, just go to my website www.lindastevensjones.com. That's Stevens with a P-H. I hope you join me for my next broadcast on March 8th at 12 noon Eastern when my guest will be Mrs. Angela Griggs Atkins of Macon, Georgia. She will help us to continue our discussion and insights on forgiveness. You will not want to miss what she has to say. I just want a final thank you to my special guest today and a huge thank you to our listeners and callers. Yes, thank you're you. A, yeah. You're being a part of this community uh, means everything. I hope you heard something that encouraged you today and helped me to spread the word by sharing the link for the show replay. All, please mark your calendars to tune in for the next broadcast on March 8th, right here at 12 noon. Until then, 